What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 38 of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Well, this sucks, doesn't it? I'm not talking about this podcast. I mean this situation. You know, I'm in general, I'm a pretty introverted person. So this whole quarantine, this whole coronavirus pandemic, just personally with the self-isolation hasn't bothered me that much. But I mean, we're getting to a point now where it's starting to. And uh, all of it would be more acceptable, but the the longer this goes, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I thought by this point in this list that I've been doing, I thought once we kind of got down to the last week or so, there would be at least a plan in place regarding what this baseball season was going to look like. Uh, I don't know if there is a plan. I think they're in the planning stages of a plan, but I don't know if there's a definitive plan. And because of that, I'm not even sure if we're going to have a season this year. So it's been, it's been really disappointing, man. It has, but, um, we got to move on. And like I said, we're going to continue with my list, the top 25 best baseball games of the last decade. Today's game comes to us from September 30th, 2014, the American League wildcard game between the Oakland Athletics and the Kansas City Royals. This was a game between two teams that were going in completely separate directions. The A's, for a large majority of the 2014 season, looked like the team to beat in the American League. Made a big splash at the deadline, which is rare for them. Went out and got John Lester. Went out and got Jeff Samarja. The Royals were, what, 50-51, and 51, 101 games into the season, then got red hot. Almost caught the Tigers and won that division. Ended up finishing with a record of 89-73, and 73, one game better than the A's, meaning that they had a home playoff game and a playoff game in general for the first time in 29 years since their World Series championship season of 19. 19- 85. You didn't know what to expect because you weren't sure if this was a Royals team. You knew they were good. You knew they had an identity. You knew they were on the up and up, but we, no one was really sure if they were going to be a happy to be there kind of team. You know, this it'd been so long since they they'd seen competitive baseball in Kansas City. Yeah, the A's struggled in the second half of the season, but this was this was still a really good roster, and they had John Lester, who had been very good for them in 2014 and had been a very good postseason pitcher throughout his career. It seemed like uh, the A's came into this game probably as the favorite, but uh, weirder things have happened in baseball. With that said, early on, it seemed like uh, the A's were taking advantage. They jumped on James Shields early. Brandon Moss with a two-run home run. Brandon Moss would have a huge night tonight. The Royals would get one back in the bottom of the first inning. And then at the very end of that inning, with it being a 2-1 game, the Royals had two runners on. They had Billy Butler at first base, who just hit an RBI single to left. And they had Eric Hosmer at third. And they did a little league play where they had Billy Butler, who notoriously one of the slowest players in all of baseball attempt to steal second. But like I said, it was like a little league play because obviously Billy Butler was not going to be stealing second. And the idea was that he was going to get into a rundown, which would allow Eric Hosmer to come home. Uh, That didn't work. Eric Hosmer would be caught stealing to end the inning. It would remain 2-1 until the bottom of the third inning where the Royals would take the lead. Mike Moustakis would lead off with a single to left. LCDs Escobar would hit a sack bunt, moving Mustakas to second. Nori Aoki would ground out to short, moving Mustakas to third. And then Lorenzo Kane would hit an RBI double to left. And Eric Hosmer would hit an RBI single to left, scoring Lorenzo Kane. So it's 3 2 Royals. They'd gotten to Leicester in some of these early innings. And Leicester uh, 2014 
probably his second best season behind 2016 when he finished second for the Cy Young with the Cubs. He was pretty dialed in for them, and this was a a big surprise that they jumped out to a lead after falling behind in the early innings in the bottom of the third. Like I said, they take a 3-2 lead, but all that would change when you would get to the top of the sixth. James Shields would give up a single to Sam Fold to start the inning. He would then walk Josh Donaldson, and it would be time for the Royals to go to their bullpen. This had been their bread and butter all season. You know, not a great outing for James Shields by any means, but gave him five innings, and now they were going to turn it over to Herrera and Wade Davis and Greg Holland and some of the studs that they had in the back end of their bullpen, except they went with Yordano Ventura, their starter their second best starter during the season. And this was a very surprising move. Your Donald Ventura had not pitched out of the bullpen for them all season. I don't believe he believed that he had his entire career comes in. And after getting behind the count to Brandon Moss gives up a three run home run. And the energy was just sucked out of Kauffman stadium, a very questionable, controversial managerial move for Ned Yost. I'm not necessarily against the idea of bringing in Ventura, but I think he would have been better off doing it Uh, in a situation where it was a clean inning. He puts him on with two guys on and nobody out. He would give up the home run to Moss, and then Josh Reddick would single. Ventura would throw a wild pitch, moving Reddick to second. Jed Lowry would hit a fly out to right, advancing Reddick to third, and Yordano Ventura's day was done. They would bring in Kelvin Herrera, and he would struggle. He would give up an RBI single to Derek Norris. He would give up three straight hits, allowing two runs to score, and going into the bottom of the sixth, it was 7-3, Oakland A's. And like I said, it seemed like the energy was sucked out of Kauffman Stadium. The Royals had been so good in the second half of the season. And I think that with Shields on the mound and a lead in the top of the sixth inning, even though he gave up those first two base runners, you know, they had to get 12 outs. And with that bullpen, that seemed like um, a major possibility. But they made the questionable decision to go with Ventura and they fall behind by four runs. John Lester, despite struggling, in some of those early innings was starting to roll. And he'd made it through the seventh inning with his team leading seven to three, was ready to go out there for the eighth. This Royals team, which had restored baseball and and hope and baseball in the Kansas City area, was on their last, last legs, six outs away from their season ending. And what happened next changed the course of the Kansas City Royals organization forever. We're going to talk about it next. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. 
And we're back. So like I said, the Royals found themselves six outs away from elimination. John Lester on the mound. And this whole thing would start innocently enough with the top of the order up. Alcides Escobar would single to center. And that little hit seemed to have a ripple effect across this entire stadium and that and both these teams, really. It changed everything. Because what happened is that the Royals took advantage of two things. One, their own speed. And two, John Lester's inability to throw the ball to first base. This was a one-two punch for John Lester. People realized this at the end of this season, in this game, and at the very beginning of the 2015 season. I believe Kurt Schilling pointed it out on the opening uh, night broadcast for the 2015 baseball season when John Lester was on the mound for the Cubs. John Lester is a phenomenal pitcher. I mean, really an all-time great, honestly. He's had a wonderful career. Probably won't get in the Hall of Fame, but he's had a borderline career, done some wonderful things. Um, total total badass, too. You know, cancer survivor, three-time world champion, a wonderful career. Can't throw the ball to first base. And the Royals started to put pressure on him. Alcides Escobar steals second. Nori Aoki grounds out to second. Escobar goes to third. Lorenzo Cain singles to center. That's an RBI single. Alcides Escobar scores. Lorenzo Cain then steals second base. Eric Hosmer walks. And all of a sudden, the wheels are starting to turn. The, 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 tab- the shoe is on the other table, which has turned. John Lester's day was done. Luke Gregerson comes into the ballgame. Billy Butler would single to right field. Lorenzo Cain scores. Eric Hosmer goes from first to third. Terrence Gore comes into pinch run for Billy Butler. Guess what Terrence Gore does? He steals second base. Luke Gregerson would then throw a pitch in the dirt, a wild pitch, which allowed Eric Hosmer to score. Alex Gordon would then walk. Salvador Perez and Omar Infante would strike out, but it went from being 7-3 to to 7-6. to Just like that. I mean, an unbelievable rally in the bottom of the eighth inning. It changed everything. This was the rally that started not a dynasty, but started a championship caliber run for the Kansas City Royals over these next two years. This was the the moment when all of America realized the identity of this baseball team, and that is they put the ball in play, they didn't beat themselves, and they would run on you no matter the situation. And that's exactly what they did. Greg Holland would get into some trouble but pitch a scoreless top of the ninth. Sean Doolittle on the mound for the A's to try to close it out. Josh Willingham would lead off with a single to right field. Gerard Dyson would then pinch run for Josh Willingham. Alcides Escobar would get a sack bunt, moving Dyson to second. And guess what Gerard Dyson did? He would steal third base, and that would leave it up to Nori Aoki with a runner on third base, and he did his job. Nori Aoki tied it up with a sack fly, and we would go to extra innings where these teams would be deadlocked. One of the biggest stories of this game was that Brandon Finnegan, who a couple months earlier was pitching in the College World Series for TCU, now found himself in the postseason pitching in an extra inning game in the American League wildcard game, and he pitched pretty darn well. Two and a third, one hit, one run, one walk, and three strikeouts. A, a remarkably gutsy performance by the kid, but he did give up that one earned run in the top of the 12th inning on a single by Alberto Cayaspo to make it 8-7 to seven 
A's. But you went to the bottom of the 12th, Dan Otero trying to close it out now, and you're still thinking like, man, I just, if I'm an A's fan, I'm not feeling comfortable with this. Because you felt like, with the, with the way this thing was going, if the Royals got a runner on base, they were going to find a way to get, to get that guy into scoring position. Most likely, they would probably find a way to get that guy to third and probably bring him home with the way that they were just stealing bases at will. And one thing I forgot to bring up, all of these stolen bases... They're, some of them didn't even have throws. They weren't even close. These runners were getting unbelievable reads, and they were stealing bases at will. And you felt like if somebody got on, they were going to have the opportunity to score again. Now, Lorenzo Cain would ground out to first base, and Eric Hosmer would come up, and he wouldn't have to steal any bases. He he did the job by himself right here. In the air to left center field. Gomes is back, and so is Ford, and the ball is off the wall. Hosmer around second. He's on his way to third standing, and the tying run is 90 feet away. Ernie Johnson on the call there for TBS. Forgot to mention that earlier. Didn't have to steal any bases. Eric Hosmer just tripled to left center field, and the Royals had another runner in scoring position in these late innings. Christian Colon would hit a weak ground ball to third base for an infield single. Eric Hosmer would score, and we were tied right back up, 8-8. Eight to eight. Alex Gordon would foul out to third base and foul territory, and Salvador Perez would come up to the dish. He would get behind in the count, and guess what? Christian Colon would just go ahead and steal second base. Why not? Jason Hamill, one of the A's starters who they acquired at the deadline was now on the mound and Salvador Perez in the bottom of the 12th with Cologne standing at second base and a 2-2 count decided it was time to move on to the ALDS. Now looking for a two-out hit. A heartbreaking loss for the A's, who still have not won a playoff game since 2013, including this earth-shattering, heartbreaking loss. I think they believe that 2014 was probably going to be their best chance to win a World Series and to come up as short as they did, as short as they did, and lose in such heartbreaking fashion. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow. For the Royals, this changed everything. They would go on to sweep the Angels in the ALDS, the favored Angels. They would go on to sweep the favored Orioles in the ALCS. They would come one game short of winning the World Series. And then the next year, of course, they would go on to win the whole thing in 2015. This was the start of a remarkable run. You know, In order to be a champion, sometimes you need the window to be open just to crack for you. And I think that's what happened here. Ned Yost even admitted he didn't think that this was a World Series caliber team until they made this comeback. In this game, I think there were a lot of people, including myself, that felt like this Royals team, it's a nice story, but it's a low market team. How far can they go? This win, this comeback changed everything. And it opened a lot of people's eyes. If you ever have a chance, go on YouTube and search up Stephen A. Smith's reaction to this game. Obviously, Stephen A., not a huge baseball guy, but he just, he fell in love with this team. He said I, it was some of the most fun he'd ever had watching baseball. And um, I think I probably share that sentiment. This was an unbelievable moment for a team in a city that had been dying 
for an electric baseball moment for a long time. They got it here, and it led to uh, a two-year stretch where they were amongst the best teams in baseball, ultimately culminating in that 2015 World Series championship. So that is going to do it for today's episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. And if you want to send questions for this show's mailbag segment, which I will be doing mailbags again, eventually you can email them to LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. That would be much appreciated. And while you're at it, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this show. It's been almost a month since I've gotten one, so I would really, really appreciate it if all of you, or some of you, any of you, would go ahead and do that. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you back here on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.